Propaganda, 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 propaganda. Welcome to the Mouthpiece, episode 23, year one. Today's guest, Mr. Anthony Scaramucci. We're going to talk about what's been going on in the world this week, along with our pick of the week and our interview with Anthony Scaramucci. So buckle up and stay tuned on the Mouthpiece. Everybody, how's it going? This is your favorite poker player, Mike DeMouth. And uh, this week we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to kind of talk about news that's been going on in the week and a little bit into uh, politics. Uh, As most of you know, I've been a Trump supporter uh, since the 2016 election. I have wavered a lot on a lot of things that Trump says and does. I am not going to be a person that is going to be hold to the MAGA people and just suck Trump's dick about everything he says. Uh, But yet I will still remain a supporter as of right now unless somebody pushes something forward that shows me something different as far as policy-wise. And that's kind of like where I stand right now. Um, As far as what's been going on during the week, uh, first we're going to start off with uh, my poker session. We'll get that out of the way. Uh, I told you all I was playing a big game Saturday night, which I did. Um, It was supposed to be 50 and 100, no limit. It ends up being... Uh, I thought maybe when they say it's going to be 50, 100, I figured the game would play big, so 100, 200 blinds. So I went half with Helmuth, and we put up 20,000 apiece. And it was about five or 10 minutes into the game where I noticed it was now 100, 100, 200, 400. And then it went to 200, 400. And then it went to 2, 400, 800. And I'm sitting there with 40,000 playing like 2,400, 800, which was insanity. Um, I was stuck 17,000, and then I was up as much as 19,000. And then I got bluffed in a pot where I knew my move was to move in uh, on the turn. And because of the fact I had two nines and the board was king, king, queen, 10, and he called 5,000 on the flop, I just felt it was uh, it was Alan um, Keating. I just felt he didn't have anything. And my gut just said, just move in 30,000 here. He can't call. Uh, but I elected to, um, to check fold. And after that, like, he showed a bluff. Like, he had, like, no pair, no draw. And, which is fine. I didn't mind uh, the bluff, uh, but I just didn't follow my gut because we were playing so big. I then picked up my chips and left the 2,500 winner. And uh, people were like, oh, why are you quitting? I'm like, ah, eh, the game's just too big for me. And I just uh, I just don't feel comfortable. And so I've never been in a poker game where I felt uh, where the game was too big. So I felt like I did the right thing there. I was happy to quit. Um, and uh, I've, never, I've never once not followed my gut in a hand I mean I have many times but just where I felt like what if I'm wrong and I lose 30 grand here and 30 grand to me right now is a lot so anyways uh that's what I, that was my only poker session that I played this week and uh 
that's kind of uh, what happened. So I was very happy to book a win, six hours play, 2,500, whatever it is what it is. So anyways, we're uh, going to talk a little bit about uh, kind of like uh, what I said I was going to do about what's going on in the world um, as far as politically and also in the world. Uh, you know, a lot of one thing I don't understand is what is going on in Syria. I have yet to figure it out, but I just know when the left is against something and the right is against something, that usually means that what Trump is doing is correct. I know that sounds crazy, but um, the left is always going to hate on Trump no matter what. And the right is they, I really believe that everybody that comes out anti-war or wants to end some kind of conflict in the Middle East and Trump brings it on, it's like, you know, you can't do that. I've been saying since the day he got elected, and it's very important for viewers that are listening, when was the only time the left-wing media was happy about Trump's presidency? And the answer is, both times when he launched missiles into Syria. And you have to ask yourself, why? Why? Why were they happy he did that? Because war creates money, okay? And they have a 500 billion a year military industrial complex that brings that much money into the U.S. every year. Um, you have the proxy war in Yemen, right? where the U.S. is backing Saudi Arabia, selling hundreds of millions of dollars to Saudi Arabia about this proxy war that's going on in Yemen. Why? Why nowhere on the mainstream media or Fox or any media do you hear what's going on and all these innocent civilians, all these young kid, children being killed in this proxy war in Yemen? You don't hear a peep about it. Why is it? But when... Trump pulls our troops out of Syria, which, by the way, was a hundred troops, not thousands upon thousands, a hundred troops. Is there a complete outrage of what's going on in Syria? Okay, I'm going to tell you why. The Kurd or the Turkish people were invading Syria, no matter what. They had already told Trump they're doing it. This is what's going to happen. Uh, Russia supports Turkey. Uh, if he didn't, there was going to be casualties to American troops. So Trump didn't want those 100 American troops or any of those people to get killed. I mean, I haven't figured out what is going on in Syria that they are all up in arms about to about wanting American troops there so badly. I do know that th this is fact. I mean, this is not an opinion. These are facts, okay? Obama, John McCain, uh, when he was alive, I don't, you know, wish anything bad about anybody that passed away. I'm just not like that. Uh, they armed the quote-unquote Syrian rebels with American military, okay, with our weapons, Uh what did, why? Why did they arm those Syrian rebels? And who are the Syrian rebels? Well, 
the Syrian rebels ended up turning into ISIS, okay? So we armed ISIS. Obama armed ISIS. John McCain, a Republican, armed ISIS. They wanted to take out Assad with a regime change without the U.S. having to take out Assad by ourselves because I don't know why, okay? I don't know why they are pushing to take him out. People say, oh, he's a murderous dictator, that's why, or he da 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 But if you go out and you, I, I actually follow people who live in Syria who say that's not true and, and, and that the U.S. media is feeding us a bunch of horse shit and it's got all to do with Israel or whatever. Now, listen, I'm all pro-Israel. I'm always going to be pro-Israel. But is there a lot of things the Israeli government does that is wrong I'm sure there's a lot that the Israeli government does that is wrong. But, you know, I'm, I have not actually gone into studying it, which I'm going to start working on shortly. And she insists that it's all about the U.S. working to take out Syria so, so Israel could take over Syrian land. And maybe it's true. You know, I'm, I'm open to what she's hearing. A lot of it sounds more anti-Semite to me on Israel, but, uh, you know, I listen to her, to, I follow her, I listen to what she says. Um, her name is, uh, what is it, Part, Partisan Girl or Party, uh, something like that. I think it's Partisan Girl. Uh, somebody retweeted that somebody had followed uh, a video that she put out about what's actually really going on in Syria and how the U.S. media is lying to the American people on what's actually going on there. Now, I do believe the U.S. media is lying to us what's going on there, but I don't know exactly on what's going on out there in Syria. Uh, I... Um, when they want to say, uh, well, Trump got all these people killed, all our friends, all our allies killed. Um, yeah, he did. And, um, but why? You have to ask yourself, why? There's a reason. And the amount of, uh, of our friends, or our allies, the Kurds that got killed was approximately 277. Um, but you never heard of the 500,000 that Obama was responsible to killing in Syria and in Libya. And that's because our, our media will never talk about that. They'll never talk about the drone strikes that killed hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of people in Syria and in Libya. Also going on, you know, about what's been going on this week, uh, and I, I call it the, the, the fake Trump impeachment inquiry, okay? And uh, for those out there listening that don't want to believe this, they just, all you have to do is see how our Constitution works, Okay. The House has to pass an impeachment, okay, and they have to find something to impeach them on. And then the Senate has to then pass what they want to impeach them for, okay? First of all, you need 66 senators to vote for Trump's impeachment. That is never going to happen, okay? It's impossible to happen. So for everybody out there with the impeachment dreams, it's, I'm just being honest. It's political theater. It's never going to happen. Okay? So you ask yourself, why are, why are Pelosi and them pushing this impeachment inquiry? Well, I hate to say it. As somebody who really supports Trump's policies but can't stand him as a human being, um, they, ha- they have nothing to run on. There's no possible way that the left could win with 
the the candidates they are pushing forward and their policies because the right pushes the fringe on the left policies on their media and the left pushes the fringe on the right's policies on their media and that's all just fake news all bullshit in the middle is where 90% of the country is and 90% of the country is not for open borders Okay, let anybody in from Mexico. They are not for for giving illegal immigrants free health care, free everything. Okay, and they are and and they're not for eliminating fracking on day one. Okay, the fracking has made our country the wealthy and the and and the economically where it is today. Okay, there's just nothing, and there's no zero proof. Zero. Look around that fracking causes co2 that hurts the climate okay now as far as co2 and coal there is proof that co2 is somewhat hurting the climate now with that said based on climate change there's there's a whole discussion about that i don't want to go you know whole detail on whether i believe climate change is real or not i believe climate change is real i do not believe that man is caused it and the end of the world is coming if we don't change our world. If you go look at 300 million years ago, they, this is proof in the ice that the CO2 levels 300 million years ago were five times higher than they are today. And that was way before the um, the Industrial Revolution and it's, that they claim is causing the climate change, okay? And if, let's just go out on the one, let's just say what... Uh, the left and scientists are saying about climate change and and it's going to destroy our world or whatever. Let, uh, let, uh, let's just say that's all true, okay? It's, if that happens, I mean, it's not going to change. If, if India and China, and China do nothing about curving the CO2 levels, so why should we? You know what I'm saying? Why should our economy and our entire, everybody's lives be controlled by the Democrats, whether it's health care, climate change, taking all your money, which was the Paris Climate Accord, uh, from what I've read, it was uh, co- cost every American family, family, not a person, approximately 7000 a year in taxes to be in the Paris Climate Accord, which did absolutely nothing except enrich China and make their economy stronger, and, uh, and same with India. So you guys need to look a little bit into this. So... Uh, I'm not saying I'm a climate change denier. I believe the climate is changing, but I am a believer in God. And uh, God said he would never flood the earth again. When, uh, if you believe in Noah's Ark and the big flood that happened millions of years ago. So uh, I just don't believe that. I've been hearing, if you look since 1970, the world's coming to an end. First it was the ice age in the 70s and 80s. Then it was climate change and we're burning and everybody's going to cook or whatever. But meanwhile, there's, uh, they said uh, Miami would be underwater by 2014, and it hasn't moved at all. You know, nothing's changed. The ocean levels haven't changed on Miami Beach, okay? So I'm a bit skeptical of that, and uh, but that's my own opinion. And I'm not, a, I'm, I'm not sitting there, oh, he's a climate. No, I'm not a climate change denier. I'm a, their, their agenda, their pushing denier. Why did Greta Thunberg come to the United Nations and condemn five nations for 
polluting the environment. Five nations that she wanted to be political about. Why did she not mes- mention China and India? The, the people, the two countries responsible for 80% of our carbon release in the air. Why? She's fucking just being brainwashed. She's ever pushing her agenda. That's why. So that's where my skeptical is on that. Um, you know, let's talk about this China situation. Okay. I uh, actually had a friend listen to uh, Jason Whitlock, who was actually on uh, Tucker Carlson the other day. Jason Whitlock, he's a very outspoken, probably black man about my age, 51, whatever. He's really never been politically as far as like whether he supports Trump or whoever he supports. But, you know, he came out, you know, against this, this free speech and this attack by China on the the tweet that Daryl Morey put out, you know, which was, we stand with Hong Kong. And for my viewers that don't know politically what's go- been going on with the Hong Kong protest, I'll kind of let them in what's going on. Uh, when when um, our British allies handed Hong Kong over to China in 1997, Part of the agreement was a hundred a hundred year agreement that the two states, China and Hong Kong, would be run by China China's laws, which they're communists and control media, control everything you say, and Hong Kong's expression of free speech. Well, China's trying to take over that and and not let them be free, not them have let them have free speech, and to shut down. They're trying to take over and govern Hong Kong like they do China. So for people that don't know what's going on with the Hong Kong protest, that's what's going on. And so when Maury happened to put that tweet out, uh, China started tearing down everything pro-MBA in China. And it's, I understand their situation. They're making billions of dollars off the Chinese market. But when Popovich and Kerr have no problem calling out Trump as a racist or a, or the worst president ever and this horrible things, and then they're asked to quote on China, they're like, "Oh, I'm not, I'm not familiar with what's going on there, so I'm just going to not say anything." Just like LeBron came out this week on China, it's like Daryl Morey was very was put out a tweet that was uninformed. And I'm just like, uninformed? Are you fucking kidding? And the truth of the matter is, is he was very informed. But because it takes a big chunk out of LeBron becoming a billionaire, which he wants to be the first billionaire athlete, he wants to come out against Daryl Morey and against America's values. So everything politically that he stood for as far as values and I shut up and dribble and I'm not going to shut up and dribble. I'm going to be, you know, he wants to be this, this political figure yet when it affected his bottom line, he came out as a fucking complete and utter total hypocrite. And I've lost complete respect for him. Now as a basketball player and a diehard Laker fan, and it, 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 it puts me in a, in a very precarious spot because I'm such a diehard Laker fan but I, it, it, it makes it hard for me to like, like pull for a guy whose interest is his bottom line. Because if he really cared about 
politically and and human rights and everything, he would just take the billions of dollars in loss that he's going to lose and come out and say it. Okay, same with Popovich, same with fucking Kerr, which is fine. Just come out and say our financial interests are more important than American values and then shut the fuck up about trying to destroy Trump. That's all. That's my only opinion on that situation. The China, the China, the China situation is a real big learning experience for, for our country. Like, like I was saying back to Jason Whitlock, he says the reason why they have to suck up and kiss China's ass is because Nike, which is made in China, basically they own ninety three percent of the shoe market, from the high schools to the college, to the NBA, and if they come out against China on this. They lose all the shoe money deals. They lose everything, which is fine. I understand what they're saying. That's all fine. But don't come out against Trump, against our politics, against why sucking up to the Chinese communist regime that that have right now over a million Muslims in concentration camps, okay, and that have... All those people that are protesting in Hong Kong, when they arrest them, they don't get a trial. They don't get put in jail. They shoot them in the fucking head, and that's the end of them, okay? So you want to care about human rights issues, which I deeply care about, and people on the left, quote, unquote, believe that, say they deeply care about, then come out and fucking care about them. Don't protect your bottom line interests while trying to destroy our country. You know, and uh, he explains, you know, like like that they're, they're literally a, a slave to Nike. You know, Nike is, you know, I mean, people don't know. I mean, a lot of people listening probably understand that like Nike, uh, the, it costs them like a dollar a shoe to make. I mean, they pay, I'm sorry, they pay those, the people that are making the shoes like a dollar an hour. And most of them, I think it's like 75% of people making shoes there are like women. And if they don't work like 16 hours a day or whatever, they beat them, they rape them, they do whatever they can to make sure they're at the work making shoes, you know? So it's very important to understand what's going on, you know? And when you buy Nike, what you're buying, you know, you're buying people with that are terrible human rights, uh, and that are, and their uh, policies and they're just this is what's going on and so that's why the NBA has to suck up to China. I mean, an American-made country sucking up to China, all because ninety percent of their income is because of China. Think about that for a second. This is one of the biggest stories of our lifetime. I mean, and I mean to me, it's it's really really amazing. And uh, if you don't believe what I'm saying, you can uh, you can listen to the Jason Whitlock interview. You can actually probably Google it. It was on. Uh, just uh, Google like uh, Tucker Carlson, Jason Whitlock interview on China, and uh, it's a it's fascinating interview. Uh, and he's not a pro Trump guy, but he he told he just tells it like it is. You know, he just what's going on in the in the country and why the NBA had to stand up to uh, had to just bow down to China. Coming up is our interview with Anthony Scaramucci. Um, I knew that. Scaramucci was going to take control of the conversation. And I had so many things that I wanted to say to combat a lot of things he was saying. Like, for instance, I'll give you this. In his book, uh, The Blue Collar President, he, he writes, Trump is a political 
antagonist who likes to fight and likes to antagonize the media because he likes, it's just what he does. He also writes a lot in his book about Trump being this greatest president. I mean, literally the whole book is about how great a president he is and how much he, why he he's in touch with the American people and how much he's going to help the blue collar workers. And then you kind of get to, to understand if you read his book, uh, you know, so many of the pro-Trump stuff he says, and then he goes against like so many things that um, uh, Scaramucci goes raging about anti-Trump is he wrote opposite about in his book. And um, listen, to the, the interview coming up was really good. We got along well. Uh, I He, from people I know, say Scaramucci is a good person. That is misunderstood, according to uh, people, uh, Trump supporters. Uh, maybe he is, maybe he isn't. You guys could can take uh, your view on it. I uh, I uh, found his interview as someone who is was very jealous that Trump did not retweet his book where he's done everybody else's. Which, by the way, I find it repugnant that our president retweets other people's books so that that can increase the sale of their book. I mean, he's, I just think it's below the office. So many things he does is so below the office. Okay. So listen, there's going to be a lot of Trump supporters that follow my podcast that are all in on Trump and everything he says can't do no wrong. I just think that that's just not, the correct way in politics, which is why I have never up until this week come out formally against a lot of things that Trump has said and done. Um, I know what kind of person Trump is. Okay. And I, the reason why I have not really come out and said it is because can you vote for a despicable person that puts policies forward that helps the American people? Or can you vote for somebody on the left that has no policy? I'm still waiting. I want people that listen to the podcast to call in, leave a, leave a voicemail on the podcast, leave a text message on the podcast, whatever, to tell me what policies these people that are pushing forward that are going to help the American people. Ask yourself this. We as poker players, most people listen to us poker players. We don't live in the real world. We play poker. We take off. We play when we want. We don't play when we want. We travel when we want. You know, we know how tough poker is. It ain't easy lifestyle or whatever. But, but we're not in the real world. We're not in the world of nine to five people, people that... That, that, that are working two jobs, people that are working just to put food on the table. Our founding fathers didn't have Democrats and Republicans to divide us. They had Democrats and Republicans to come up with different ideas to push the country forward. And right now, 
We don't have that. We have gridlock. Why do we have gridlock? Why has there been gridlock for, what, 20 years now? Because this is how they get people to vote, to go out and vote against a certain person or for a certain person. Look what it did between me and Daniel's relationship for three years. You know, at least now we're able to talk and communicate. It's great to have different ideas. There's plenty of people on the left that I'm great friends with and I listen, okay? It's very important to listen and debate different ideas. But what's going on now is they're trying to shut down political speech on each side of the aisle to make sure to brainwash you to be on their side. And that's not what our founding fathers, you know, were looking for. So there's going to ever be a political revolution. You know what I say? It shouldn't be against the left or the right. It should be against both medias. It's the media, the corrupt medias in our country. And I know a lot of people say, oh, Mike, you're fucking no better, man. You know how evil the left-wing media is and how they make up shit. Yeah, they do. They are fucking evil and they make up shit. But try and separate your love of Trump or your right-wing values. You'll find so much propaganda on the right. I mean, I point it out to my girl every time. So, you know, it's, all, it's on both sides. It's It's just... So it's very important to try and find the truth of what's going on. And I watched the debate the other night. Okay, they let it off with impeachment. This is not what's going to get you elected. When are you going to come out, people, Democrats, people on the left, I mean, and say, what are you going to do for the nine to five workers every single day? That's going to make their lives better. What kind of policies are you going to put forward to make their lives better? And the Democrats are pushing no policies forward. Say what you want. You listen to Trump rallies. You listen to what he says. He's consistently pushing policies forward that he believes makes America a better place. Is he a fucking piece of shit? I think he is. I mean, but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to support him over somebody else that doesn't have any policies that's going to help the American people. And that's why when my book comes out, Poker, Pain, and Politics, you'll understand a little bit more of why I've taken a uh, more of a pro-Trump stance than the other side. So, uh, you know, with that said, you know, there's a lot of things coming up uh, in the Scaramucci interview that... You know, you, you guys will take for yourself. Is Scaramucci a person who's telling the truth about what he's saying? Or is he an angry, bitter person that hated the fact that Trump didn't retweet his book and that Trump called out his wife for being crazy? Uh, to me, it sounds like hatred. Uh, but also, I do agree with the points that he comes across, a lot of things that comes across. And the number one thing I do agree with him in the interview coming up is the fact that no American president should ever say anything negative about a civilian American person. So I hope you enjoy the interview with Mr. Anthony the Mooch Scaramucci. So 
even though we had a lot of political discussion this week, you know me, I'm all about sports. And as always, we have now officially gotten our pick of the week record up to three and three, which is 500. And for me, as you know, that's like winning. Um, This week's pick of the week was tough. I was, there's so many tough lines out there and I really didn't know which way to go. So uh, I was leaning a lot towards Oakland coming off 10 day rest, getting five and a half against a beat up Green Bay team. Uh, But it is a Oakland team that is on the road and including being in uh, London and then going all the way back to the West Coast, then flying all the way back to Green Bay, Wisconsin for the early game. Uh, And so I just, over the years, a West Coast team traveling regularly from the early games has been 73% against uh, a team that has traveled all those miles uh, you would normally be against, but Green Bay is completely beat up. I mean, decimated by injuries. Uh, So I'm going to pass on that and go with my pick of the week. Brought to you by mybookie.ag. So if you want to go out, uh, you get as much as a 200% deposit bonus bonus up to $1,000. Visit mybookie.ag, promo code mouthpiece. That's mybookie.ag, promo code mouthpiece. All you DGENs out there want to put some money down, bet some sports, play on some, some uh, what's it called, slots or table games, mybookie.ag, promo code mouthpiece for a, a 200% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Anyways, my pick of the week is going to be the Detroit Lions. Why do you ask? Why do you think I'm going with the Detroit Lions? Well, they are in a short week coming off a brutal loss to Green Bay. And uh, I think they are a really good football team. Uh, Minnesota has been awful, dreadful on the road. Uh, it's a must-win game for Detroit. I think they're much better than their two and two and one record suggests. Matter of fact, they could easily be five and one, if not six and zero. Oh. I think they're a very good team. Green uh, uh, Minnesota coming off a thrashing of Philadelphia, a beat-up Philadelphia team, and I think the public. And this line is based on public perception. And I'm going to go ahead and take the Detroit Lions as my pick of the week, plus a half a point. So let's see what happens there. The mouthpiece. If you'd like to take part in our phone call segment, you can give us a call at 702-329-0480. And if you're a snowflake or a pussy and you don't want to talk to me, you can email me at mouthpiecepodcast at gmail.com. Also, follow me at the Mouth Mattiso on Twitter for times that our call-in segment will be live. 
Okay, everyone, it's time for our phone call segment. Let's see what our fans have to say today, so let's light up the lines. Welcome to the mouthpiece is Mike. Hey, Who's what's this? Up, Mike? This is Frank from Georgia. How you uh, doing? Good, buddy. How are you? Uh, no, he's complaining, man. Good talking to you. I'm a big fan of the show, bro. I've uh, just actually, like, maybe a couple weeks ago, started watching it and basically got caught up on every episode. Oh, cool, man. Really uh, fun, man. I was actually just before I called, I was watching the uh, episode of uh, you with Greg Raymer, and you were talking about, like, antics when the cameras are on and shit. Right. And, uh, I think that's like, you know, if people have a facade and stuff, I like, you know, authenticity and stuff. And I share a lot of political, you know, views with you and everything, right. too. And everyone's so afraid of being a fucking, you know, offending a snowflake nowadays. Right. It's like you can't even fucking have an opinion. Yeah, it's true. There's so much political bias to where, like, if you um, even, you know, entertain someone's conversation on the other side, you're like a black sheep now. You know what I'm saying? People, yeah. a lot of people just fucking blindly believe shit just because someone says it and don't do any fact-checking also, and that's what pisses me off about a lot of politics. Yeah, it's true. Because it's all fucking organized crime, man. It's all about who could line their pockets more and, you know, well, say some good political bullshit. Exactly. Brian Hastings did something like that a while ago to where he had some uh, exposed emails. He's like, say some, uh, you know, good mumbo-jumbo bullshit out there and make yourself look good. Um... What did he say? Um, anyway. You know, listen. I know it's personal with Mooch. I always knew it was personal with Mooch. And listening to him really confirmed how personal it really is. Now, right. lot, is there a lot of things he says that validate a lot of things that I don't like about Trump? Sure. Okay. But like I said to him, I can't call out Trump every time he does something bad because the media is busy calling him out for 80% of the time when he doesn't do anything wrong. So uh, it's fucking ridiculous, dude. I got to tell you something. I, uh, so I just started getting into politics like a year ago. Yeah. And, um, so I was, uh, I didn't know anything about like, you know, left or right or whatever. Neither so did I. I. I in yeah, 2015, I, I didn't have any idea. Yeah. So I would check CNN and then I would go to Fox or whatever. So I remember being on CNN.com one time and breaking news like up at the top in bold letters. Trump says something in a tweet. And then I'll never forget up underneath it. It said like 28 children dead in school bus crash in Malaysia or something. Trump's tweet yeah. is more important than these dead children. Like what the fuck's well, your problem? Exactly. And the thing is, is if you look at the uh, uh, leaked media from Pro Project Ver Veritas yesterday where the – president of cnn actually it with uh, undercover uh video and microphone is in a meeting talking about i want a trump impeachment 24 7 no news goes in front no of shit. this this is all about destroying trump i mean That's we already crazy. knew they had bias okay but i mean now yeah. the american people could hear what people on uh, trump supporters already know and the thing is is i listen i'm friends with a lot of people and now a lot of people in the poker world you know they know how honest i am or whatever i'm looking right for the truth you know what i'm saying i don't want to yeah, definitely man you know hey, if you a, don't mind do you mind if i ask you like a uh, poker related question sure, if go you ahead. don't mind airing it sure um, I, I was gonna, like, um, I started basically in like 02, 03, you know, in the moneymaker boom and whatnot. stuff. we played online for a lot and, uh, you know, had some really good success. Um, ended up, my brother was actually uh, picked up by, um, what's it, the guy that got busted aces versus aces in the uh, one drop. Oh, Conor Gr um, Drennan? 
Yeah, Connor Drennan was his uh, stake horse playing uh, tournaments online on Stars. His name right. is Gypsy Chris, and right. you know had some really good success and whatnot. But I was going to say, like, how much the dynamic has changed from uh, you know back then to now. I remember reading a book by T.J. Cloutier um, and talking right. about three and four betting, and he's like, if someone four bets you, you should probably fold kings because they most likely have aces. Absolutely. And I'm like, Jesus, if you you know wow. try to employ that strategy now, you're just going to be so fucked. But like, um, well, and, believe it or all- not, it's actually starting to spin back that way. Um, because, I know what you mean for uh, uh, absolutely because a lot of the people that were like four and five betting are broke now and not really into exactly anymore. okay because back in the day uh, when we would three bet somebody or four bet somebody it was always a chip tell or a visual tell we'd pick up on and we 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 we'd study that person we'd follow the read and we'd go with it uh, and then when right. the uh, internet boom and stuff happened. Because of the 15-minute blinds in tournaments online, you have to basically blind three-bet, four-bet people, okay? Yeah, absolutely. You're just looking for spots, and, like, you know, someone opens, and then exactly. the button calls. You're, you're looking you're for squeeze in the situation, depending on stack sizes, to where you could four-bet in this spot, and it'd Correct. be profitable. Um, and, and that's what it's gone back to I mean, now. You know what I'm saying? You, you, very few people. Back then, what taught us a lot um, was the uh, Harrington on Hold'em. Like, he did right. a series, and I thought those were the best books ever written, in my opinion, yep. especially for the time, what was available. Right. No, and Her- uh, there, he, what I was, was. going to say, man, you should write a mixed game book, man, because there's literally nothing well, out that I've seen. I'm, that, uh, um, you know, I'm opening a uh, mixed game teaching site, uh, going to be on split games, because uh, I do believe I'm the best Omaha 8 or better player in the world. And I know in tournament study, I'm not far behind. Uh, me being the only one in history that's ever won both championships. And I've been, uh, I don't even know how many final tables in each. So uh, I originally well, wasn't going was to do gonna this. I was going to ask you that. I've always heard people say, you know, you've been regarded as one of the best 08 players. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as horse and stuff, man, with the results that Hennigan has done lately, like yeah. I, I used to be in the pool world for a while. Right. So I knew Johnny World as, you know, as a pool player. I had no idea that, I mean, from his results in the last few Dude, years, like he has to, you know, be one of the best uh horse players or mixed been, game players he, in the world he's been since i got into poker in 97 hennigan uh minus his uh problems he had uh with some uh, substance abuse which he's fixed which i'm so proud of him for. it happens a lot yeah. yeah uh he was like the best player in the world back then and now he's playing at that level again and i couldn't be who more would be your top five um it just, you know, it depends. If you want to go best all-around poker player in the world, as in tournaments and cash, or do you want to go best tournament no-limit player? Do you want to go cash game no-limit player? If you had to player? go best mixed game player, because, I mean, I think that's where a lot of the, like, you're able to make uh, so much money. Like, it's more profitable playing mixed uh, games nowadays than I'm it is gonna, playing no-limit because I'm gonna everyone st- knows what they're doing in no-limit and high-stakes games. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go on the limb uh, with somebody who is uh, kind of controversial, uh, how he acts at the table and stuff. A lot of people don't like it, but you can't uh, underestimate his raw talent. And I like, I mean, I get along fine with him. And uh, I'll go ahead and say uh, uh, 2019 Hall of Famer, David Oppenheim. Right. That's and my opinion. There, uh, the media doesn't really, like, you know, like if you just watch ESPN and stuff, a lot of people don't know much about him because right. he's not really uh, big into tournaments and stuff. But as far as cash, I always hear his name being brought up as yeah. one of the best. Like, I 
100% believe he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Did he deserve to be in the Hall of Fame in front of me? Well, uh, that's for. Uh, I mean, if you debate. think about what each individual has done for poker, Correct. I mean, it should be you know hats down you to him. Exactly, and 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 that, and that these are one of the things. And, and the Hall of Fame is very political. We've talked about it on many other podcasts, and it, and it is what it is. You know, I know I'll get in the Hall of Fame. I'm not worried about that. The fact is, my dad was real. Dude, sick. Tom McAvoy made it before you. How does that feel? Exactly, and the fact that <laughs> and the fact that that uh, the fact my dad was real sick from December to April this year, and uh, oh, I mean he's doing better now, but. I mean, I don't know how much longer he's going to be around, and it's it's. Uh, I mean, uh, we'll be lucky, you know, God willing, he makes it a couple more years. But you know, I I just want to get in before while he's alive, you know, and that's that yeah, that's where sure, my man. that's more or less where my uh, a lot of my venom towards it comes because I don't want to be like sure. Matt Savage. Matt Savage, you know, he we know that Matt's going to get in the Hall of Fame too, but his dad was sick. And he didn't get. He wanted to be put in while his dad was still alive, and it didn't happen. And 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 he holds. He's yeah, very. He's upset it's about bittersweet it. when you get it yeah. after that. He's very upset about it, and he holds a few people accountable for it. And I can understand where he's coming from because I'm in the same boat. So, you know, that's that. I appreciate the call. Tell all your friends. Definitely, man. It was uh, nice talking to you. Um, you know, best of luck with your dad and everything. What's his name? I'll keep him in prayer. Oh, oh, my dad, uh, Bernie Mattiso. He's doing much better, but I appreciate it so much. Bernie, for sure. All right, cool, man. Well, hey, good luck with everything, bro. And uh, I'm a big fan of the show, and we'll keep watching. All right, man. Thank you so much. Take care. Take care. Bye. The Mouthpiece. Okay, everybody. So we've uh, got ourselves our first sponsor on this show. Their name is MyBookie, and uh, they're a very reputable company. Uh, they have blackjack, craps, roulette. They have all kinds of other casino games as well as tons of sports betting for all you degenerates out there. So do me a favor. You listen to the show. Go visit mybookie.ag. Put in the promo code mouthpiece. That's mybookie.ag. Promo code mouthpiece. And you get up to a 200% bonus up to $1,000. So... You spin, you win, get paid only at MyBookie. Up to a $1,000 bonus. That's MyBookie. Enter promo code MOUTHPIECE. Thanks, you guys. I appreciate it. And uh, I appreciate them supporting the show. Welcome to the MOUTHPIECE. Today's guest, Mr. Anthony Scaramucci. How's it going, Anthony? Hey, um, I'm doing uh, great. How are you? It's good to be on the phone with the mouth. Yeah. Pretty cool, right? Yeah. People sending me emails. The mouth <laughs> and the mooch. That should be a real interesting interview. Well, well, two big mouths probably, right? Two we, big yeah. Very true. Very true. I'll kind of give you a, a little idea of myself. You know, I'm a professional poker player. My whole life has revolved around poker. I got sick. In uh, 2014, I was kind of bedridden to 2015, in which uh, I was forced to kind of pick a candidate, and uh, I did this questionnaire. Trump came up as my candidate. I knew nothing about politics at the time, so I uh, supported him, and uh, I still do. But with that said, I listened to you go on, I don't know, their normal tweets, crazy tweets, or 
I, I, you know, I don't know the entire backstory. I've read your book. I think it was a fantastic book. But um, let's just start off. I mean, like, is your book fact or fiction? Or is just things change? Well, tell me. Well, since you read the book, and I appreciate you reading it, right. you, it could be you and my mom are the only two people that have actually read it. Right. So since you read the book, uh, when you say fact or fiction, I was a, it was an honest account of the campaign. It was an objective opinion of the president. I, I talked about the things I liked about him in the book. I also talked about the things that worried me. Excuse me. One was the, uh, the argument he was having with the free press and <laughs> excuse me, calling the press the enemy of the people. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he didn't like the book. He didn't tweet out about the book or support the book. So in my mind, it was a uh, balanced, objective book. Um, I definitely suggested in the book that he was, in my mind, going to be a champion for the middle class and for the lower class. Mm-hmm. And what I point out in the book, there was a vacuum of advocacy for those people from the establishment over the last three decades. So right. so all, all, all those things I said, but unfortunately we have three years of data. Mm-hmm. Well, the book was written uh, 18 months ago where there's three years of data. Okay. And a lot of the stuff that he promised, really he has not delivered on. Mm-hmm. Um, and as an American entrepreneur, I'm not a politician. So as an American right. entrepreneur, you look at a situation, you analyze the content, the style, the character of the leader, you know, I own a ton of uh, different companies in mm-hmm. the private equity space. When somebody sucks at their job, uh, let's say they suck at poker and they're on your poker team, you got to get rid of the person. It's just really that simple. It's not about flip-flopping. It's not about anything other than a objective, quantitative, and qualitative assessment of what is going on and the disaster that he is creating for the United States around the world. So. Okay. He's dismantled and ruptured most of our global alliance. He is trying to bring down and destroy the international trading system. He's botched the entire uh, bilateral trade agreement with the Chinese. Uh, his content and style, as it relates to his racist and racially charged rhetoric, is off the charts. He's got 60% of the American people disliking him in terms of his approval rating, mm-hmm. and he's got about 80% of the world disliking him. He could be one of the most unpopular, most hated people in the world. All of that notwithstanding, uh, the mouth, uh, for two years after I was fired, I didn't take it personally, no big deal. I've always mm-hmm. been accountable about my firing. You read my book, right? so you know that I, I, I don't blame anybody for my firing other than myself. Right. Uh, for two years, I tried to support the man. And right? we, I said, and- hey... Uh, don't look at this bad behavior. Don't look at this bad policy. Don't look at this racist rhetoric. Mm-hmm. Let's focus on the good that he's doing. Right. And now, after two years of doing that, I said, hey, look, it's impossible now at this point. There's just too much stuff on the the other side of the ledger. The liability side of the ledger is far outweighing the assets. So, so uh, and by the way, you know, all that's fine. He can attack me. Don't care. Don't right. go after my wife. Right. Okay, I'm an Italian kid from Long Island. Of I'm course. not Ted Cruz. I'm not Jeb Bush. Do not go after my wife. Okay, so this guy decided he was going to go after my wife on his Twitter account. She's a suburban housewife right. raising two young kids in Manhasset, Long Island. Who the hell does he think he is? Okay, and so I'm going to keep punching until he goes through the ropes. Okay, and he will go through the ropes because he's a very dishonest, 
traitorous sort of a person, uh-huh. and uh, he's broken the law, so he'll go through the ropes. Okay, but you don't have you feel, your don't you feel you that speak. you're dividing the country up more by nonstop? Do you feel like you're being more divisive by the nonstop onslaught on him? No, not at all. I've got we've got to get rid of him so that we can unite the country. You're, ne- you're never going to have a united country with this man at the helm. Okay. He's a very weak leader. He's a very weak president. He's been ruled now by five different dictators and five different parts of the world. Mm-hmm. The Congress hates his guts. Okay, that would include the Republicans and the Democrats in the Congress, and so therefore they won't do anything. You have total and complete immobility inside the legislative structure of the United States. So you've got no legislative things done this year. You got two done since his term started. He's a universally disrespected, universally hated guy in Washington. Okay. The other thing he's doing we, is he's we an knew unbelievable that. full-blown liar. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, what's that? We knew that, is it? Because isn't that what he ran on to disrupt the Washington establishment to basically go in and cause disruption? And that's why they all hate him. That's I was there. I know. I was there. He ran he ran on a post partisan message. He ran on, yes, I'm gonna disrupt it, but I'm gonna try to bring the two parties together on polarized issues like guns. But he, tr- he tries, and they uh, won't and the let him, though. Okay. Like, he's oh, tried. Oh, oh, okay, so tell me how he Okay, It's your podcast, right. so you tell me how he's tried. Well, like, everything has been since day one. Since the day, and you've been there, so you, I know you're a really smart guy, and you'll agree with me here. Since day one of his inauguration, they said, we are going to impeach this president. And the the news has attacked him with the fake Russia hoax for two and a half years. And even you knew that was fake. And then they start attacking, 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 attacking. So you guys are both New Yorkers. You guys punch back, you know, just like you're doing now. And I'm just wondering, is it fair that here's here's the reason why I say this. I have refrained from calling him out on so many things that I hate that he does. And that's what I was wanted to talk to you about too, because of the fact that the media just piles on, just makes up so much stuff. I've watched Trump rallies and then I go to CNN and I watch them how they spin it in the things he had never said. So that's my take on the situation. Okay, well, well let, let's, let's, let's take one Let's take one point at a time. Point number one on the Russia situation, I said openly and repeatedly that the president can't even collude with his own staff. How the hell is he going to collude with the Russians? So I I totally agree with you on that. However, okay, the intelligence agencies have proven beyond a reasonable doubt that the Russians were meddling in our election. Okay, Okay, beyond a reasonable doubt, they were meddling in our election. And so when he denounced the intelligence agencies in Helsinki, okay, mm-hmm. I did speak out against that. I think that's a very bad strategy for the president of the United States. Yeah, it looked terrible. I was against that, too. With, okay, 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 so I guess you'd have to agree with me on that. Okay. Right. Second, second thing, which is, uh, and I'm telling you, a presidential historian is going to look back on this and say, okay, this was the moment that he lost his leadership. He lost the mantle of his leadership. And you'll say it's a ridiculous thing, but I'm telling you, it's a very meaningful thing. Mm -hmm. When he was lying about the weather and he took the Sharpie out 
and he moved the weather pattern and the hurricane into the region that touched Alabama, the intelligence agencies, the Defense Department, and the people that actually have to run the administrative processes of the executive branch in Washington looked at that, and that was a glaring red light, that was a glaring red line being crossed by him where they said, okay, this guy really, really cannot be trusted. This guy is not a guy that's going to meet any foxhole test for any of us. So okay, you- then he disavows our. Then he disavows our. Let's go over what he's doing. He's tweeting yeah. about President Xi. He says that President Xi and uh, and our Federal Reserve Chairman, who he appointed, are enemies of the United mm-hmm. States. Who is a bigger enemy? He then okay. lies about a phone call four days later with the Chinese. Uh, to get the market rally, okay, which is obviously an illicit thing to do, but he does it anyway. Then he then he lies about the weather. Okay, well, so with the weather we're just thing, talking about that that's a ninety six hour period of time. Yeah, did you see you the the weather thing? Good, the weather thing killed him, by the way. Right, okay, but did you see the the, the CNN? You're looking at him saying, okay, he he's whack. We got to get rid of this guy. But did you see the CNN Literally, video? The whistleblower came out two weeks after the weather thing. Did you see the CNN video where three days before the storm was to hit, where the CNN guys are on there saying it might reach as far as Alabama? So, you know, he watches all the news. So he saw that and then he just repeated that. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, okay. You you see what I'm saying? understand something. The five minutes later, it, it could have been a tragic situation on the mainland of the United States similar to what it was in Abaco, the Bahamas. And so when he tweeted that out, the National Weather Service then said, no, the storm area is not going to hit Alabama. I'll accept and I'll see to you. He may have seen that. Okay. But, but the, the point is he's not willing to get to a microphone and say, hey, you know, I saw something on CNN right. that said it was hitting Alabama. Right. The National Weather Service just said, it's not going to hit Alabama, right. so I just want to reiterate that the National Weather Service is correct. It's not going to hit Alabama. You okay. can't have the commander-in-chief, who's in charge of the world's most powerful military, that batshit crazy. You allowed to say batshit crazy right. on your you podcast? You can say I'm fuck. You, you can say, say whatever you want. is that. I don't want to say the F-bomb right. because I'm already getting yelled at by my wife. You know, But, but I, I'm going to say that the guy is completely batshit crazy. Everybody knows that he's crazy, and and he can't keep a workforce together. He's incapable of managing anything. He's asymmetrically disloyal to his employees. Uh, he is a he is a modern day Inca mouth. You know what a modern day Inca is? No. He has Excellent. a personal volcano of self loathing and hatred, and he wants to throw his personnel into that volcano. He takes a guy like Rex Tillerson, who was a superstar in life, right. throws him into that volcano because of his own self-hatred. Okay. Throws John Kelly into the volcano. Throws we, Jim Mattis into the volcano. We know that. Throws John Bolton into the volcano. He's but, a disgusting guy. Okay. And by the way, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't touch on this enough. Right. He went after my wife on Twitter. Okay. And so you've got a pretty cool podcast. Right. You've got a lot of people following your right. podcast. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna say to your listeners, I want you to imagine a scenario where the president of the United States is attacking one of your civilian family members. I want to imagine anybody out there that is a Trump supporter and say, "Okay, yeah, that's good by me." No, that's not good by me. Okay, I'm not Ted Cruz. 
I'm right. not Jeb Bush. I'm an Italian kid from Long Island that started with nothing, and I'm going to keep punching until he goes right through the ropes. And he's going he, through those ropes because he's a very, very bad, traitorous human being. But okay, here's he a question to the me. Constitution. He broke his oath of office. Okay, forget about what he did with the Kurds. I'm sure he's on the take there. I'm but, sure he's been bribed by somebody because he has here, no value. Anthony, okay, I want you to now, hear me sorry. for a second. And, and, and I'm going to yeah. relate a little bit of this towards what you wrote. By the way, the I didn't have enough book. caffeine today, so I'm it, a little bit under-energized. With under-energized? Oh, my God. That. I can't even imagine yes, what you're energized. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not passionate enough <laughs> yeah. to save the country and to unite the country. I'm not passionate but here, enough. Okay, here's, sorry, go ahead. I'm going to rebut a little bit of that, and I want you to, to, to rebut me when I say this. Okay, in your book, you talk about how, how Obama destroyed the country with his policies and all the things he did. Now think about this for a second. You, we talk about things that are like racial or how he's divisive. Yes, there's a lot of things I find very divisive I hate, but you have to look at it also. All the politicians do these things. Obama and Hillary, during the election cycle, and this is when I really grew more strong uh, support for Trump, was They've kept throwing the false narrative out of when a unarmed black person gets killed, it's happening every day, and then they tweet it out, and the next thing you know, five officers were assassinated in Dallas, okay? That's stoking fear to get the black vote. It's actually way worse because people actually died. So when I hear you say what you're saying, I could easily say, well, look what Obama did. Look at all these other politicians do. And and I just think it's it's just... uh, unfair to the guy that's getting smashed by the media every day to just you know to all of a sudden say what you say after as early as july 3rd you were talking about his uh re-election how the biggest landslide in history and then a month later i i, I maintain that i right. maintain that if they put elizabeth warren up if he survives the impeachment inquiry mm-hmm. and he's not kicked out of office which i predict he will now i said I said in July, and I maintain this, okay, if I do he remember is you saying the nominee that. for the Republican... I'm sorry? I do remember you saying that. I was listening. If, so. Yeah, yeah. If he is the nominee for the Republican Party, mm-hmm. and they put up Elizabeth Warren, he will win by a 40-state landslide. Absolutely. I, I said that on July 3rd. I maintain that uh, today yeah. in, in late October, mid-October. Okay, so, okay, so, so we're I'm on not, the same I'm page not disavowing there. that. Yeah. But what I, what, I, what I also said, though on August 11th to Jonathan Swan Mm -hmm. that unfortunately the president has too many demons. Mm -hmm. He's a very self-destructive, self-loathing person. He has the self-esteem of a small pigeon. There's no way that a guy with high self-esteem would go after a suburban housewife that's never done anything to him Mm -hmm. on his Twitter feed. There's no way anybody with any level of self-esteem or self-like would do something like that. So he is a very self-destructive human being. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, what I said on July 3rd is not going to come to pass because of his personality and his nature. He is Trump noble. He's having a full-blown psychological meltdown as we speak. You can go back to the Axios article in August mm-hmm. where I said he's melting down at the core. The Republicans know this, and it's like the HBO series. They're trying to figure out now if they can cover it up and limp across the finish line, or are they going to have to clean it up? 
And it turns out that they're going to have to clean it up because he is a criminal. But here's he is the an thing. illegal human being that has done illicit things, and he's disavowed the Constitution. So, so as this unfolds, and by the way, we've only gotten the tip of the iceberg, okay? Right. When, when the American public knows what I know, and it has been confirmed as fact, mm-hmm. he's leaving. Now, how is he leaving? He's either resigning or they're going to say to him, okay, look, you can't run again. We're going to try to get you a pardon for the nonsense that you pulled, but you can't run again. It's one or the other, okay? Right. And I maintain that. But, so, if, if, but look, I'm a money manager. I get a lot of things wrong in my life. If right. somehow he manages to survive all this, and they put up Elizabeth Warren, he will beat Elizabeth Warren. Absolutely. And then you're going to invite me back on your pot. You're going to invite me back on your podcast and say, look, now you got a crazy person for another four and a half years, <laughs> alone in the White House, seeking nobody's counsel, tweeting bizarre nonsense, botching uh, strategy, can't implement a policy, doesn't listen to any of his trade advisors, won't but here, listen to his national security team. The, these are uh, things that I... Out his habit. Okay, these That's are things that I... For four and a half years, my man. There's a difference, I, I, I like to say it, there's a difference between Trump supporters and MAGA. MAGA are people that will listen to anything that Trump says as fact. Trump supporters are kind of trying to support the president, but they also have a lot of bad things to say about him. And you, you could do both, and then you have to ask yourself, if he has 94% um, uh, in the Republican no, come Party on, you know favorability... That's a bullshit number. Come on. He's got a 70... Look, he's got a great I disagree. Number, okay, he's got a 71% approval rate. That is a phenomenal number. He does not have a 94% approval rate. That's the bullshit that he's well, putting I know. out on there's a, Listen, Twitter. there's a lot of politics, but I go to polls. Verify. So now, Let's not argue that, because he has a great number with the Republican base. There's right. no question about that. And that's the main reason why the Frady Cat Republicans that know he's batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. And they, as fiduciaries of the United States, they know they need to remove him because he's morally bereft. He's a criminal. And he's batshit crazy. But listen, they won't move because they're Frady cats because of that number that you just disputed. The, the so thing, the thing is, is, is when you put facts behind it, I will agree with you. But what you could just say, he's a criminal. He's this. He's that. I mean, that's just that's okay, just no, left wing talk. You know, let me put the facts. Yeah, I want to hear put the facts behind it. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So, so when you are asking for a quid pro quo, mm-hmm. and you've now had three ambassadors and Fiona Hill and Ambassador Sunlin. Mm-hmm. And you've now had the text messages, and you now have context to the story, mm-hmm. and you've got John Bolton and others that are confirming the allegations that the whistleblower uh, elicited, mm-hmm. and you're confirming this, and now you're going to go into impeachment inquiry, and yes, he has the opportunity to rebut it. Okay, But, but they won't I, let him. They won't let him. What's with know, that? I, I've got an insight. Well, hold on a second. Of okay. course they're going to let him. Of course they're going to let him. Okay. But I have an inside track on the facts. Okay, and and I have an inside track on what they did in terms of trying to cover it up by moving it into the private server. Mm -hmm. All of this broke the laws of the United States. When you break the laws of the United States, definitionally, you're a criminal. Mm -hmm. Okay, so so now you're going to say to me, well, he's innocent until he's proven guilty. Okay, but we're having a political discussion. Right. Okay, and so. I'm looking at it. I know the nature of the personality. I worked for the person for a year. Forget about the 11 days in in the White House. And I know what he's capable of. 
and it's a sorry state of affairs for the United States, and he's a full-blown criminal. So, okay. so I am backing it up with facts, but I got I, more facts. I want to ask you about certain things. No, that, I got more facts, though, about it, the criminality, if you want to hear more facts. I would, I if we, sure if you I'm had more time, I would talk. I would love to talk for like yes. an hour and a half on this, but you said you only have till 1030. Yeah. So, so I want to yeah, I want so to touch, touch a, a couple yeah. things. Okay, I'm, first I'm going to go on limb and say me and my girlfriend were huge fans of yours. We hated what was going on in the Trump White House at the beginning. When you got the communications job, we were yelling. We were like, fuck, Scaramucci's going to fuck him up. Fuck those fucking leakers. And then, unfortunately, you, now that you know how slimy Washington is, person you knew for 50 years or whatever it was, goes behind your back, records that conversation, and, uh, you know, you took responsibility for that. Yep. that that's, that's fine. Right. I took yeah. responsibility for it. But, you know, I did fire two of the biggest leakers. I got Bannon and Priebus out of there. And we know Bannon was, was a leaker. Trying that to I, help President, I yeah. was trying to help President Trump. But what you should tell your girlfriend is, um, I would like to think, if your girlfriend was viciously attacked by President Trump on Twitter mm-hmm. because of your mouth and you being the mouth, mm-hmm. I would like to think that your girlfriend would be like, hey, who the fuck is this asshole attacking me on Twitter? Okay. Who the fuck is he? But here's, I here's like the question I would think here, that, okay? I will. But, and I want to ask you one more question. Yeah, just ask really hey, you know, if, if Trump was attacking you on Twitter, what would you like me to do? Would you like me to wear a MAGA hat after he attacked no. you on Twitter, honey? Tell no. me what you'd like me to do. I, I, I agree with okay. you. But in, with all fairness, because I watch a lot of left-wing media, it's always right-wing media, because I'm always looking for the truth. I'm not a, a partisan. I'm the type of person that want to bring different people from left-wing pr- perspective, people who hate Trump, people who like Trump. I've had business people come in and say how, how much their businesses thrive from Trump presidency. So when I was w- listening to the Bill Maher show, uh, the night you were on, and I said to myself, "What? Why did Mooch just attack Trump and agree with the liberal narrative of him being racist against the Congresswomen of color?" Which was a total lie. Oh, that's because, easy. because my no, answer- that's not a total lie. He's a full blown racist. Okay, no, no, hold on a sec. Uh, I, hold I, on a second. Okay. I'm an Italian American. Right. I'm an Italian American. We just celebrated Columbus Day. Right. Okay, a nativist racist trope for 150 years is to tell people to go back to the countries that they came from. And so since you were watching Bill Maher, I was literally defending President Trump on that television show. Right, you were. And then she said, well, what about the racism? I said, you know, I'm sorry, I cannot defend the racism. I have an Italian-American grandmother that used to cry at age 66 before she died about racist nativist Americans telling her to go back to the country that she came from. Okay. She produced three children. One was my mom. Two served in World War II. One was decorated as a result of being wounded on Normandy Beach. Okay. So she's gone back to the country that she came from now? But that's the, not what he says the in the tweet. Not, that's the thing. This is what I this is the problem he, I've had. That's, that's what he said. Is that I'm reading okay. the tweet but right that's here. That's what he said. See, it says, this is this is what happens with Trump because he's a gaslighter, my brother. Mm-hmm. He he shadow he shadow micro sentences and he parses and splits participles. So there's something in there for everybody. But like, but I, I know the son of a bitch okay. personally. But I, I wanna, know what he's like and I know what he's capable of. As, and he's the leader of the free world. Don't be telling people to go back to the country that they came from. And you're going to read it and you're going to try to prove to me that he didn't fucking say it. Well, I'm just gonna, so let me fucking tell you something. Okay. 
He said it, okay? You're the leader of the free world, and you got to unite the country. You can't I, divide that, the country. That I, name I, the I agree States with you on that. I agree with you the on that, Anthony. The name of the Anthony. country's first name is United. Just listen to no, me for no, one second. I'm going to act like a race of nativists in the Oval Office. I'm going to attack you on Twitter, and then I'm going to go after your wife. Okay, okay, no problem. I know you're a lawless son of a bitch. So we're going to get you knocked out of office, which but we're in the process you, of doing. Anthony, no listen. Problem. I just want to read this to Be you, good. okay? Because it's very important to me. Because when I I had already read the tweet when I heard you, and you did defend him, and I do agree with you that eleven out of thirteen things when you, you when you defend the guy isn't good enough. And I felt exactly where you felt from that perspective. But when you go on there and say, because I read the tweet, so Michael, Michael. Okay. He said they originally came. Three of them were born in the United States of America. Were you born in the United States of America? But he was saying. I was born in the United States. No, I have a birthright citizenship. Trump wants to take that away because he's a fascist. But I'm born in the United States of America. That de facto prima facie makes me an American citizen. Three of the people that he's referencing in the racist tweet are born in the United States. So what is he talking about? Well, originally come from where? Where did they originally come from? Where did he originally come from? Wasn't he born in the United States? They, they were born here. So is he talking about the government of, of the United States when he's talking about that? What okay. are you talking about? Well, this is what it is. Okay, now you know this through politics. I didn't know it four years ago. I know it now. On the left. They reach out to the fringe and they try and paint the president with the fringe. On the right, they reach out to the fringe and they try and paint the the left as the fringe. We know that AOC plus three don't represent the Democrats, as well as we know that white supremacist is not represented by Trump. Okay. And so what he was is trying to do, and Ilan Omar, coming from Matt Brooks, who says you're a big friend of his and you're a very big supporter of Israel. You have heard, you've seen the tweets these people have put out. Totally. And so all he's doing, I totally find the tweets reprehensible as it relates to the members of the squad. I feel that they are intellectually and ideologically wrong. Okay. And I'm willing to challenge and debate them in the free marketplace of ideas. I don't need them since three of them were born here. One was naturalized as a citizen. All four were democratically elected to our Congress. Right. I don't need them to go anywhere. I need to have a podium up against their podium, and I need to debate with them in the free marketplace of ideas to prove to the American people how wrong they are. Right. Okay, that's America. I agree okay, with that's you. That's America. 100% that's agree with you, but... I don't but, like what you're saying or like how you look. Go back to the country that you came from. Yeah, but it, it has nothing... Racism, it's, not, it's not looks, man. Yeah, Come on, he says it to, he, he so says shit to you. He says shit to... people like objects. It's not even the fact... Well, I hate that. And I'm on your side with this. I When I voted for him and I became a Trump supporter... I was 100% convinced he would unite the country way more than Hillary Clinton me would too. have. And you know what? Yeah, I, I, mean, I won't take, up, I, I won't take my vote back. Was, I know how bad she is. Going up against, you were going up against Hillary Clinton. And the right. mistake that the Democrats could make is Hillary Clinton, too, will be Elizabeth Warren. Agree with you 100%. Okay, this, guy, this guy is a disaster. I got to go in a second, but he's yeah. going to make this point. He can't manage a process. He can't keep a staff. Listen, he can't define a problem. 
If, okay, this guy is an unmitigated disaster. He is going to put the country into a national and international crisis. And let me tell you something else, okay, because I travel all over the world with the American military. I have been to Iraq and Afghanistan. Right. I have been on the border up by the Golan Heights with Matt Brooks, okay, observing right. C- southern Syria. Mm-hmm. Okay. The United States has been a force for good for 75 years. If you retract and withdraw our military from certain areas, you will cause internecine tribal warfare and internecine conflict. Well, well this is that what, uh, that's what Obama place, did with Libya. We're going to be back you know? in a world war. Yeah, we're going to well, be back in a world war. He doesn't understand that. He can't quantify it. He's not. He doesn't have the intellectual depth but, or the historical knowledge or the historical context to so, even understand the conversation that you and I are having right now. I'm going to quote from you from Thomas Hobbes. Okay, Thomas Hobbes in 1650 said that the world has its greatest level of peace when there is one hegemon that suppresses the internecine tribal conflicts, mm-hmm. Pax Romana, Pax Britannia. Right. The United States has had that mantle of leadership for 75 years, and it has worked, and it has been a force for good for the U.S., and it has also led to great peace and prosperity for our people. This guy can't quantify it. But let's just and, say and we he get is. It, we got to get. If you're a Republican and you're a right leaning person, I, I, like I'm, you, I'm let's five get him degrees out right leaning. So that center. we can get a normal person in there. We can get a normal or a he, center, whatever you are. Here's the let's thing get that's this very abnormal person out of there, so that we can get a normal person in there that will actually do normal things. But 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 if it comes down to this, and this is the thing that I really want to ask you, okay? Let's just say because he has all this Republican support. I really believe that he's really attacking Biden because Biden could win and Elizabeth Warren can't. And I really believe that. And as a person who's a poker player who's able to read people, I know every time he's lying. I can read right through his lies. Now, even though I read the transcript of the Ukraine call, I definitely don't think it's impeachable. And I didn't even think it was that bad. But with that said, if the CIA and the intelligence community was in on every one of Obama's calls, every one of Bush's calls. What are we going to come up with? You see what I'm trying to say? It's like they've been out to get him since day one. So he's been on the defense for three years. Because he's a jacket, but he's a jackass, though. Yeah, He, uh, he, he could have built relationships with every one of those people. He could have engendered uh, symmetrical loyalty with his staff. He's right. not capable of doing that. My biggest flaw with President Trump is the fact that he doesn't realize he is the president of America, not the president of the Republicans. And I think this is his biggest downfall. And he's done nothing okay. to unite well, I mean, the that's, that's country, but one of one of one of many problems that the guy has. Right. So he's I, got, I have yeah. to go. Yeah, but I, know I you appreciate do. you bringing me on. I hope you'll invite I, me back. I will. You may not agree with me on certain things, but let me. Let me let me just say this to you, mm-hmm. okay? Don't go after my wife, okay? Who's done nothing to you? Yeah, just don't do that, okay? You know, if you're going to do that, you're going to have a problem with me. I'm an Italian kid from Long Island. Of course, don't go after my mother. Don't go after my wife. Don't go after my sister or my daughter. And the thing, it's and really the, that simple. And listen, okay. I, and so your MAGA you. supporters that are listening, your right-leading supporters that are listening, if they think Trump was right to do that, then they need a psychiatrist. No, they, okay? they, I'm, sure they I'm sure they don't. I'm sure they don't. 
So listen, I'm going to yeah. send you a okay. text with my personal number. And when you have a little bit more time, okay. we could we could talk about a lot more things because I know you're on you're real busy and really I would really you like can teach to teach me how to play poker, by the way. I've yeah. never played goddamn yeah. poker. Oh shit. Matt Brooks. I wear everything on my sleeve uh, though, so too, so I'll probably get my ass ripped off. Matt, you know what Matt, I mean? Matt Brooks and me play all the time and uh he's actually a pretty good poker player. I'm trying to he wants me to get him on poker after dark, so I'm probably gonna do it. What we'll do is we'll get him on, me on, you on, and we'll have a big old fucking deli- uh, uh, crazy ass right, you teach me how to play first though of I don't, course I've I never would. played a damn thing Listen, right, well, I, God, God bless you man yeah, and I have respect for you Anthony I just wanted to hear your side I wanted to kind of put my side on there yeah. and uh, let your let your listeners know and I'll repeat it again I will be punching until he goes right through the ropes okay. then I'll stop punching Okay, and then I'm going to get out of politics and go back to what I like doing, which is making money for myself and my family. Because yes, I've been uh, an entrepreneur for 30 years, and I accidentally got into this stupid thing. Right. Thank you so much, Anthony. And I'm going to shoot you a text. All right. God bless. Well, you too, buddy. All right, Michael. You Thank you. Bye-bye. The mouthpiece. Okay, everyone. I hope you enjoyed a very fascinating interview with um, Mr. Anthony the Mooch Scaramucci. And like he said, he's going to come back on the show uh, later on. We'll hear what he has to say and uh it gives you a different point of view of everything of what's going on in the world today hope you enjoyed the interview and we'll be back next week episode 24 of the mouthpiece next week have a great week everyone take care the mouthpiece